Hey guys, you're listening to Queen Behind the Scenes, episode 2, with today's Queen, Faye Ryden. Okay. Oh, if you just want to say who you are, what you do, like in the industry, what you work as, kind of stuff. Yeah, um, so my name's Faye, Faye Ryden, and um, I kind of work across a variety of sectors within the industry. Um, I'm a campaign assistant for um, the management company A Modern Way and the marketing company Aimless Play. Um, I'm an A&R scout for Scottish talent with Cook and Vinyl Publishing. Um, I'm a co-creator, co-host, co-researcher, co-everything for Scenes in the City, which is a radio show that's on HFM, which explores the popular genres currently within Edinburgh. And I've also previously worked with wide events on various conferences like wide days off the record and I'm currently working on my honours degree in music business in Edinburgh so busy busy Busy. wow okay so like how so talking about like the jobs that you do for other companies how how did you get there because I really struggle like I can never really find like opportunities within the music industry that's like a established company already I honestly um oh, people are gonna hate me for saying this especially young people getting into the industry because it's what everyone says but networking is honestly your best friend I know I know I hate I hate to say it because I hate networking but I wouldn't have the opportunities I've had or the jobs I've had without like putting myself out there. So essentially a couple of years ago when I just started my HN in music business, our lecturer was told us to go to Born to be Wide, which is um, a conference kind of in like, how to, this is so bad I work for them and I'm trying to think of how to describe it. So it's like we do um, like kind of monthly panels um, that turns like they're like an hour long and it'll turn into a networking event and I literally I went along and I was so I'm such an anxious person so I really get when people say that is daunting I completely agree but I kind of was like fuck it I just got to do something like I'm, if I want to have this career I'm just gonna have to chat to folks so I literally went up to Olaf who owns the company and was like look I'm new into the industry I'm studying I would like to stamp hands at one of your events literally all I wanted to do was just I would do like anything the bare minimum and he essentially was just like come into the office we had a chat and then from there I just became an intern and I continued there for a year and then it's kind of all these jobs led into another but also I worked for them as well but I was lucky in that I was making connections with people who could then offer me jobs yeah. so networking really is that was such a long-winded way to be like go network <laughs> you like be at the pub but I think yeah that's hard. essentially what it is is you don't like yeah I'm saying like go to Born to be Wide which is a networking event but you can network anywhere like I went to Stag and Dagger um at Edinburgh in like November and I met tons of people just through being at a gig being at a pub chatting to people recognizing people from social media like social media is still networking so it doesn't have to be this big daunting thing where you have to go to an official conference despite everything I've just said <laughs> it can be done anywhere and I find the um the online way still quite nerve-wracking as well because you have to 
I don't know how, like, you're always taught, like, when you're emailing someone about work, like, it has to be very professional. Mm. But when I get emails in, if it's too professional, I'm like, "Mm, where's, like, where's your personality? But then you also don't want to just come off as though you're, like, just chatting to a pal because you're not, like, it still is work. So, like, finding the balance is really struggling. I think I completely agree that balance is just a difficult thing to like strike because I think you kind of like growing up in like the social media age is like you're taught you have to have these like personas and then when you go into like the business side of it where our business is a lot to do with social media it's trying to you're kind of like oh wait so where does my online persona go with my business persona when it's all in one I I struggle with that all the time I spend ages like crafting just normal tech to like artists and everything to make sure that I'm striking that balance and I don't think I've done it yet <laughs> even like messaging you like you have to have like the three factors but I was like yeah because <laughs> then when I when I was like speaking to Katie she was like just talk just talk normal and I was like what is that allowed yeah that, I know <laughs> I feel like that's such a thing for young women as well is that we're taught to kind of you have to really try to be this like to be seen as professional you have to be cutthroat and just serious when that's just not the case like we're fun we have personalities and I can't I want to use my personality more in what I do if that makes sense yeah definitely and um, my personality um is very sassy <laughs> very sassy which comes off as being quite rude sometimes so that's like the side that you have to kind of reel in and try yeah. not I get that as well I'm a very sarcastic person like I get told quite a lot that people like sometimes it's difficult to tell whether I'm being sarcastic or whether I'm being serious so I think I get really conscious of that when I'm in a business setting to be like do not say anything sarcastic make sure you're changing the intonation in your voice it's a lot of like micromanaging going on <laughs> in my head starting so like you network to get your like paid opportunities mm-hmm. how did you how did scenes in the city come about because that's your own project that's like your you co-founded it you worked on it so um back in like august there was so another thing I recommend to everyone getting started is follow social media accounts that um, are for business opportunities. So um, none come off the top of my head, but I can send you like a message if you want to share it with the podcast. Um, but there's like ones that do weekly opportunities um, and then they have like a carousel on their Instagram of being like, this is all the details. This is where you apply. And essentially I saw one that one of my friends had shared for EHFM which is like our local city um, community radio station and then I kept getting sent it from my friend because I was obsessed with like throughout lockdown I became obsessed with radio and Radio 1 especially and Annie Mac so all my friends were like go be Scottish Annie Mac go apply for this and I kept trying to like talk myself out of it because obviously I was I'm from a business city and I've not radio is a completely different sector so I eventually did it I got it and it's been so much fun but I said yeah essentially just look you have to find your own opportunities essentially that's what it comes down to is 
we can't kind of expect things to come to us yeah so I just kind of dig around everywhere I possibly can to find as many opportunities as I can and apply for as many like there's tons that I've applied that I just don't get but yeah it's like kind of like any job but I guess like with us like it's the confidence Mm -hmm. factor like knowing in yourself like you do know what what you're doing and if you don't you will learn it yeah well how I kind of approach everything so like when I said all the jobs I do they're all in different kind of sectors Mm -hmm. some of like there's in like the overlap in sections of the work but a lot of them they're completely different because I kind of have this outlook that so I have this outlook that I'm right because I'm studying I'm at this part where I don't a lot of people tell you they're like what exactly do you want to do and I have a rough idea but I also know that in the music industry you can't just know one thing so I try to I'm trying to get as much experience as in as many little pockets as I can so when I graduate and I'm applying for other jobs I can apply for like a range of jobs and be like oh I have that so I can apply for a publishing house and be like I've done ENR for publishing or I can apply for a management company and be like I've been a campaign assistant I think it's all about opening up your options mm-hmm. So if you had to do anything different, so you're still a student, you're still learning, you know, you've still got the ability to change whatever it is you want to do. But if you had to go back from like the very beginning, you had no clue about like what you want to do, how you want to get started. Is there anything that you would change? Mm, I'm not sure. Like you said, I don't know if I'd do anything differently because like you said I'm still pretty much at the start of my career and I'm more or less confident in the moves that, that I've made so far mm-hmm. um you ask me again in five years and I probably have a list of all the wrongdoings which isn't necessarily <laughs> a bad thing like you need to I hope I do make mistakes so I can learn from them like that's the whole point um but maybe in the grander scheme of things um not to get all deep on uh Wednesday afternoons it went yeah not to get all deep on a Wednesday afternoon I'd probably be more compassionate to myself um I've found that this industry is quite stressful um at times but for me I know a lot of the stress comes from within mm-hmm. and it's something I'm like trying hard to work on but I think I wish I'd kind of mentally prepared myself more for the industry I was stepping into because it is it's a lot of grafting it's a lot of speaking with people and when you're an anxious person when you're an introvert it's it takes a lot out of you and so I put yeah I'd probably do that and I'd recommend everyone else just be nicer to themselves (laughs) there it's fixed (laughs) the world is fixed we are here (laughs) nature's healing (laughs) So you have like a lot of projects going on in plus uni as well. So what would like your day-to-day life kind of consist of? Like how do you fit each job in? Um, with great difficulty. No, I'm kidding. I kind of, um, so I like to be organised. So essentially I planned my year in August and I've kind of been, obviously it's changed, life changes. Mm-hmm. It's all about adapting to things but I think it's really important for me for knowing how my brain works to set out like this strict plan 
and I can adapt it as I go along. So essentially, I'm in uni two days a week, and then I do, for Scenes in the City, it's like 20 hours, but I spread that out for the full week. And then for A Modern Way and Aimless Play, I'm in on Tuesdays, and I kind of alternate by like bi-weekly which company which one I'm working for but they're quite tightly um together so it doesn't change that much um but yeah essentially it's I, I kind of just wake up in the morning and I'm like okay what jobs need done today and I have and I just worked through. I have like a massive whiteboard I would show you but it's just full of everything that I need to get done in the week and I literally just pick what things need done now and do them I have um like a diary I just spent a week trying to find a 2022 diary because I totally forgot that the year changes and you need to buy a new yeah. one and the new year starts um I had to go buy a new one and then I also have like the to-do list your daily to-do list plus a weekly to-do list it's and just constant like, flow of to-do lists isn't it oh it's, it's honestly to the point where like I have to schedule in the showers yeah for myself <laughs> like this, this is yeah I'm like I schedule I'm like have fun for five minutes <laughs> in like two weeks <laughs> then in the end you have to schedule in like three hours of TikTok <laughs> just yeah like, of course I mean it's best. all TikTok of course of course so as a presenter and A&R scout and a campaignist and a publisher and the list goes on do is there anything you think like having a focus on the, the kind of gender gap and there is a genuine gender gap in every sector of the industry of the world but are there like small changes that we could make as up-and-comers I think it's kind of not to be super cheesy but it's like be the change you want to see in the world so I think it is about us just ensuring that we're making the space in which we occupy a safe space for whether that be for like women or anyone that's in a marginalized community um it's just about I don't know it's such a it's a it's such a difficult question because there's so much mm -hmm. that we could do and it's trying but then it's trying to decide what because there's so much to do I'm like there's I don't I can't like pinpoint one thing so like um, break it down a little bit so like oh kind of point is of this is to create the conversation that is there because I feel like for the music industry it's there for performers Mm -hmm. and artists and the song Sarah songwriters and the people who are like in the spotlight quite often whereas mm -hmm. all the people behind the scenes it kind of gets forgotten a wee bit so yeah. if like just as yourself if you had to like if there's one thing that you could change within say your own workplace or your future workplace what would it be um I think more an emphasis on educating and education because I actually now that like I think about it there's recently I whereas I've not had issues in my professional life so far mm -hmm. I have had a few when it comes to uni or college mm -hmm. just 
through just through being with younger men I find when I because I started when I was like 23 which I know is not that old but I was in a class with like 17 year olds oh yeah like 17 year old boys as well and there were so many little things that happened in the I would talk about being a massive Taylor Swift fan because anyone who says they're not they're just lying um but I, I find in my classes a lot not so much now but definitely in first year when I'd mentioned like Taylor Swift Selena Gomez any of these pop stars I don't know why I said Selena Gomez I don't even listen to her that much anyway um but like when I mentioned these pop stars I'd immediately get like kind of made fun of or being told oh it's not really music and that comes from a place of people being scared of what is made for women yeah and recently we had like a networking event and I won't get into all the details but it was a networking event in the college and there was just a few examples of behavior that just shouldn't be accepted and we kind of accepted them because we're like oh they're just kind of they don't know that what they're doing is making like women uncomfortable but I think how they know if no one tells them yeah exactly so it's a full full space of having education and obviously we shouldn't have to spoon feed men what is right and wrong you'd hope that people would know but I still it's a conversation that needs to be had like there needs to be like for your course but I feel like there definitely should be a class or workshops or something on um equality within the music industry because we're going into a very male white cis heavy industry yes and we're not getting taught about that we we know it we experience it but the men or the boys in our class aren't necessarily aware of that I sound I feel like I sound like I'm shitting on everyone but I genuinely I think it comes from we need to be educating not like not necessarily making excuses for people but if we want there to be a difference that comes from awareness and learning so that's a long-winded way to say um let's educate people (laughs) (laughs) I love your recessive tone at the end just educate (laughs) (laughs) just learn something god (laughs) open a book (laughs) do you find that um the idea of like so say you did have a class on it do you think like men would actually go or like young boys because I feel like as you said as you mentioned Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez or whoever it might be they do kind of their first instincts to make fun and to like kind of mm-hmm. dismiss that as music well I kind of already had this conversation with um one of our course leaders and that I asked for this to happen for it to be mandatory and I know just because college says it's mandatory doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be but how I think in my head is if we're having someone in if we're having a woman in to talk about inequality and professionalism and the industry that talk's not for me I know I live it every single day so if I went and it was just me and the three other girls that are in my class and none of the men were there I would like I would be raging and we can't yeah. force people to come. You just got to hope for 
the best and but then they don't have to what I do is I just trip them and I wouldn't <laughs> tell them what they were coming in for but I'd say it was mandatory and then what are they going to do leave <laughs> with me what no front of the class I'm like no no you sit and you listen and you learn <laughs> No pee breaks, no water breaks. No. <laughs> Not until you learn. <laughs> that's, that's a good system. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Just lie. Lie, lie, lie again. We lie. Why can't we? Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, we shouldn't add like that's I feel like that's not the message. Actually, that is no, the message I want to give. Lie about everything. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean so as like you know the people below you in uni or whatever or just anyone mean more like a focus to young women or any women looking to come in the industry what would you say would like be your main advice for them other other than networking um oh sorry I could I could go about networking a bit more if you'd like (laughs) um no I think um Oh, I don't <laughs> advice. Um, well, what I kind of I just if you feel uncomfortable, don't be nice. That's kind of essentially not just for women in this industry, but for women in general. I think we make ourselves small. We we make excuses for people quite a lot just because it's what we're taught in society. But if someone's making you uncomfortable in a professional setting or in a personal set or anything, you do not owe them any, you don't owe them your kindness. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a big believer in treat people with kindness and be like soft, you shouldn't harden yourself to the world, but that does not apply when someone makes you uncomfortable. You don't have to be this nice pandering little girl. You can tell them to, can I swear? I mean, not I think really. I already have. Yeah, yeah, but like not really. <laughs> Oh God, you can boot me out. Tell them to F off because that's, you don't have time for that. None of us do. I find just from my experiences, um, I'm kind of expected to just drop things at the drop of a hat. Like, even though it Mm -hmm. might be like a Friday night and all I have planned is to sit with a bottle of wine and watch TikTok for hours or (laughs) right now I'm watching Charmed, so... For the, like, the oh, time. what a TV show! Girl <laughs> power all the way. I love Charmed. Oh my god! It just came back onto Prime, so I'm like, that's getting binged for the next however long. Literally uh, in lockdown, I bought all eight seasons on DVD. It was a great time. I don't even own a DVD player, but I still would just for the memory. I got a DVD player for that. Just that was the reason I bought it. Oh my god! I could watch Charmed. It's on Prime now. Well, no, <laughs> I regret my decisions a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, like even if my plans like aren't considered significantly important, I'm kind of expected like to get a phone call and just be like, "Yeah, I I need you here." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "So, I didn't even know that you were gonna need me, and now you're expecting me to just like be there." And I yeah. think like, it's really difficult to remember that you can say no yeah that's essentially that's what like no is a full sentence yeah elizabeth olsen yes yes (laughs) of course 
Scarlet Witch herself. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to get away with it. <laughs> Look at that. No Oh, We can all learn from Elizabeth Olsen. What can I oh, say? Yes, we can. Okay, here's a here's a, a nice and lighthearted question. What's your like? Do you drive? I'm assuming you drive. Like a car? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't drive anything. I don't know why it was specifically it would be a car. No, a train. <laughs> Just drive. No, I don't drive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh god, I feel like I've we've just descended into madness and it's all my fault. <laughs> okay, do you like okay, so whatever like your study playlist, like whatever, what is your like basically what's your favorite song of the moment, seeing as you took my question? <laughs> oh, oh my god, um what's my favorite song at the moment? Um I'm gonna open my Spotify. What have I been listening to um I kind of so I make these playlists monthly that are like very originally called the January mix the December mix so I'm gonna have a look through my January mix and see what you know what I'm gonna say it I don't care how the song I've listened to most this year being the second week in January is Miami by Will Smith (laughs) followed by The Climb by Miley Cyrus because they're both bops anthems yeah so that's probably not the answer people oh no expected but into miami (laughs) mentioned euphoria (gasps) what a show that was amazing if anyone hasn't watched it we won't spoil it but it's amazing Uh, you have to watch it just for the music since this is a music podcast the music supervision and Euphoria is the best music supervision there's been in recent years. Jen Malone, who's the music supervisor, is an absolute legend. She does Atlanta and everything as well. So even if you, you don't really care about teens going crazy, um, watch it for the music. Watch it for the music, but there is a trigger warning. It is quite oh yeah, um, quite intense. I'm not going to sugar it's very intense. I had to pause it like multiple times to like just be like oh collect myself I was like, actually wow, like that was a lot I was lying in bed and then like as pieces were happening I was just like what <gasps> <gasps> yeah <gasps> I was on the edge of my seat the full time but the the, the hook is like the opening track mm-hmm. the opening track was an absolute banger and like a lot of the stuff reworked as well so like yeah covers and stuff rather than originals which is really really cool it's also their budget for music must be insane because they had like so many massive tracks like like they had Tupac mm-hmm. and oh what was the Tupac song that was well they had like a Tupac track that was like a really famous one and you're kind of like how much money must you have I mean they've got Zendaya that's true it must be loaded it's 824 studios so that makes sense Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, that's our, our fun rambling. We've dissembled the patriarchy. We've decided mm-hmm. that lying is just the best way forward. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Say no. No is a full sentence. Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Check. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've discussed that you're 
timekeeping in your organizational plans are just unmatched chaotic that's insane I struggle I have like one blog review a week and I'm like wow I live in a constant state of chaos and I love it (laughs) organized chaos is the way forward yeah it really is I don't know if I can handle that I'm a very like things need to be where they need to be and if they move my entire brain just melts yeah but I'm the same it's just in a chaotic way I just hope for the best <laughs> why not just wing it really yeah. but yeah is there anything that you want to share anything any new projects exciting stuff coming up I know you have a radio show seems in the city's coming out Friday at 11 yeah is this going oh I mean you may have to edit this out is this going out this week no 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 when no. sorry no, I'm gonna give you the editing I'll cut out like this end bit but um mm-hmm. it's not until February oh, okay so, so seems say it will be done by then oh will it are you only running it well the first series will be done then we'll be taking a break but that's fine okay well we've not mentioned we'd like it'll still be like a thing we didn't yeah it's fine I don't think we mentioned it in any sort of way that it would be like because it'll still be a thing no it's fine sorry I've just confused everything but are they they'll still be available to like listen to oh yeah yeah they'll still be able to listen to yeah okay that's fine I will link them down below okay for when this was live Um, Mm and everything will be linked down below and yeah if anyone needs any top tips on how to become the music industry dominator that is fake (laughs) all of her socials will be linked below and I'm just going to go cry about how I haven't accomplished anything you have accomplished (laughs) so much you're like the don't mom. Like, see how you always have the work mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't say that. Don't speak that, to yourself like that. And like she brings them sweets. Be kind. What did I just say? Be kinder to yourself. <laughs> I demand it. <laughs> Am I supposed to live, love, love in these conditions? I <laughs> know. Uh, oh, dear. But thank you so much for coming on, for chatting. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. I was just really nervous, but this was actually such a great chat. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening, if you've been listening. Thank you, and be sure to check out my next episode that will be going live in roughly two weeks' time after this. What a treat. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Check out our socials linked down below, and I'll see you in the next one.